Hey friends, what's going on? Colin and Tim here today, bringing you another episode of Stand Up and Marvel. Today we're talking about the multiverse. We're explaining how it works, going into some specific examples, and calling Marvel out on breaking their own rules. I apologize for my voice today. I'm getting over a pretty bad cold. Also, if you're not already, I highly recommend you watch this on YouTube because we have a lot of visuals to help explain some of the topics we're going over. Um, and finally, there will be some spoilers today. Uh, specifically, we're going to be going into some stuff, uh, a lot of stuff from uh, Loki, some things from What If, uh, Multiverse of Madness, a little bit of Spider-Man No Way Home. And if there's time, uh, we'll even talk just a little bit about Morbius and <laughs> Miss Marvel. Um. So that's it for the spoilers. So without further ado, let's get into it. All right, so let's get into this. So we're calling this the MCU Academy series. We're going we're to be doing other stuff like this at some point. So we wanted to talk about the X-Men timeline eventually because that's <laughs> very confusing and uh, kind of explain the order of events in the MCU since the timeline kind of jumps all over the place and some other stuff so this is our uh, first video in this series but there'll be more so this one is explaining the multiverse so uh what is the multiverse in the simplest sense it's just universes stacked on top of each other that's that's the way that they explained it essentially in loki in the yeah. uh, finale episode um it's a very basic way to understand it but that's that's how they put it so that's how i'm going to describe it even though i don't think that's completely accurate but yeah. it's fine we'll go with that yeah um so to better understand the multiverse what it is how it came to be all that uh we need to talk about loki because they go into it in depth and they give a very good explanation that honestly works really well with pretty much everything else the mcu has done and there are some exceptions and i'll go into that when we get to it but uh it's just it's really well done um mm -hmm. So props to them for uh, for doing it the way they did. Um, so anyway, in Loki, there is an agency called the Time Variance Authority or the TVA. Um, <clears throat> their job is to maintain the sacred timeline. To do this, um, so got a visual here, if you're just listening, just showing what the sacred timeline looks like. And uh, we don't actually see this visual until the finale episode. So uh, this is kind of what I was talking about with the spoilers. <laughs> talking about a lot of things from episode one and episode six, pretty much. So yeah. a lot of spoilers from Loki here. Um, so to maintain the sacred timeline, they travel to branching timelines as soon as they're formed. And they, quote unquote, reset the timeline, which means they prune the branching timelines which mm -hmm. that means that they essentially destroy the uh, universe that was uh, created. Um, they call them branching timelines. They're actually just new universes, and I'll get into that more later. But they put these uh, little charges on the ground. They call them reset charges, and uh, they end up just completely annihilating the entire universe. And that's not even entirely accurate. Because uh, we find out later that everything that gets pruned isn't actually destroyed. It gets sent to another universe, um, which there uh, it gets destroyed by a, a being called Eliath. 
So mm -hmm. essentially they get destroyed, just not by these charges. Well, intended to be destroyed by Elias. <laughs> yep. Yep. Doesn't always work out. So what causes these branches? So branching timeline forms whenever an unplanned decision or moment happens. So basically anytime somebody makes a choice <laughs> where in one universe they can make a different choice in this universe, they made this choice instead, that causes a branch in the timeline. So you have the, you know, the sacred timeline where they made the choice that allowed the sacred timeline to continue. That remains in place and in the uh, visual that I've got here, that's the horizontal line going along the screen well mostly horizontal this is from the uh finale episode so this is when stuff started getting out of hand um mm -hmm. so it, it became less and less horizontal as it went on <clears throat> um and then all these uh little branches that you see coming off of here those are all the branching timelines that are being formed um and uh those events that happen that cause these branching timelines, those are known as nexus events. Um, so the easiest example of a nexus event, the first one that uh, we were really introduced to was when Loki took the cosmic cube in Endgame and teleported away, and that was what started the whole Loki series. Um, so that was considered a nexus event. Um, so uh, in this universe, Universe 616, uh, where the original Avengers, first Avengers movie took place, that universe still existed. Um, and this branching timeline, I guess it's hard to say if there were one or two branches here, because technically the first, and I, I'm going to get into this more later, um, the first branch in the timeline would have happened as soon as um, <clears throat> the Avengers time traveled back to New York in this scene. And it would have either been the same branch uh, or a new one branching off of that when Loki took the Cosmic Cube and teleported away. Um, so we've got a couple of potential branches there, but this one definitely created one. Uh, so you've still got Universe 616 going on as normal, like this event never happened. And then Loki teleporting away, the Avengers time traveling back to new york those caused those were nexus events that caused the uh timeline to branch so that's a nexus event fast forward a bit at the end of loki um without going into the rest of the story i don't want to spoil the entire series even though talking about the end kind of <laughs> spoils it anyway um but at the end of loki sylvie ends up killing king and that sets off uh, a whole chain reaction basically Kang has, is the one who's been feeding orders to the TVA this entire time. He's been controlling the flow of time with their help. Since he was killed, he's no longer um, around to give the TVA orders. So the TVA is no longer able to function as efficiently as they were before. So the timeline starts, uh, the sacred timeline starts branching, goes crazy. And um, then the multiverse was created again. So... You know, started off as a sacred timeline, which I showed in the beginning. That was just that straight line, and then it turns into this branching, uh, this branching timeline that we see here. Mm -hmm. As soon as Kang is killed, so with the death <laughs> of Kang, the multiverse is created again, and um, that ex that is uh, it's really important to understand that because basically every single universe uh, that we see, every single 
timeline, every single reality that we see, it all starts from the sacred timeline. So, um, you know, back at the beginning of time, there was just the sacred timeline and then all of these other timelines and universes at some point in time, some decision was made, some something happened one way, you know, differently than it could have happened in another universe and that created all these branches. So, and the reason, which I didn't understand this the first time that I understood, uh, that I saw this, but the reason that uh, these branches happen throughout all of time and not just, you know, from that point forward uh, was because the TVA is, you know, obviously they're um, <clears throat> correcting events throughout all of time. And the reason that they're able to do that is because their headquarters is located in uh, an area they never specifically tell us where, but it's located somewhere that is outside of space and time. They're able to travel to different times and different universes and prune them because of where they're located, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why there's a rippling effect throughout all of time and not just that, that point forward. So hopefully that kind of makes sense. So hopefully you guys have a pretty good understanding of how the multiverse works now. Uh, like I said, Loki does a really good job of explaining it. If I wasn't clear, honestly, just watch the show between the first episode and the last episode. They give a really good explanation, and it lines up very well with the vast majority of what the MCU does. Like I said, there's a couple areas where they kind of screwed up. Um, one is acceptable because it happened before Loki. One, not so much. <laughs> and I'll get into that later. But, um, but anyway, you should have a pretty good understanding. Um but let's circle back and talk more about Nexus events because that should help further increase <laughs> your understanding here. Um, so the best way to do that is to talk about the show What If. Time, space, reality. It is more than a linear path. It's a prism of endless possibility where a single choice can branch out into infinite realities, creating alternate worlds from the ones you know. I am the Watcher. I am your guide through these vast new realities. Follow me and ponder the question, what if? Very nice, like your uh, Jeffrey Wright impression. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, the intro for what if that they have at the beginning of every episode really explains everything you need to know i think but in case it's not clear what exactly does that mean so this is essentially explaining exactly what a nexus event is so it's a single choice um and that choice can branch out into infinite realities so it starts out like that single choice branches out into one reality but then you have that new reality and from there you know people can make different choices too and those cause additional branches and then you know so on and so on and so on and it eventually gets to the point where you have infinite realities and they become more and more diverse the more branches you get and that's where you get the multiverse and you know if you can picture that going all the way back through the beginning of time and if you understand you know the butterfly effect you know um which i guess the way that that's explained basically the reason it's called a butterfly effect you can get like you know a butterfly flapping its wings in one part of the world causing a hurricane on the other end of the world um and uh, they have an entire movie series about that, so I'm not going to go into that in, in <laughs> detail. But <laughs> oh, yeah, the first one's good. 
can't mm. say the same about the rest. <laughs> yeah, that is true. The yeah. first one was good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically any action, even something really insignificant, um, you know, can have a chain reaction um, of events that can lead to something much bigger. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I can give countless examples of that, but uh, I'll just let you uh, picture that for yourselves. <laughs> no, it's um, true, you know. Um, <clears throat> you can just think about it for like any of these things, like one character chooses not to do something or chooses to do something creates an entire basically creates defines what the outcome is going to be for that universe and that's the most interesting thing about the whole multiverse and the mm -hmm. nexus the nexus points uh it's just like wow it's just like it's like they were supposed to go left but instead went right yeah, whole new, something as whole as new universe created. I mean, to give like a specific example, I guess like a real world example that can help people understand. Like, if you imagine, you know, work downtown and you just you have a set route that you usually take to work, um, just walking down the street, the city streets, and normally you take a right at a certain intersection, but today you decide you're going to go straight, and when you go straight, you witness a car accident, and you decide to you know be a good Samaritan and call nine one one. That makes you late to work and then you know you uh you miss an important deadline just you know you get backed up and miss an important deadline because of that you lose an important client as a result of that and so on and so on and so on and so forth so you you know you have that small choice just going a different direction to work and then it just has this you know cascading effect that ends up becoming a much bigger thing um so you know that's a good way to picture it i guess all right so yeah, like you were talking about, Tim, you know, you've got all these heroes that are making all these choices that have these different impacts. So um, I'm just going to go over a couple of the examples. I'm not going to go over all of it because What If is an right. awesome series. I definitely recommend you watch it um, oh, yeah. if you haven't. <laughs> I'm rewatching it. <laughs> I've already seen it a few times, but yeah, it's still really solid. So in the very first episode, um, Captain Carter is created that happens because peggy carter makes a decision um in the uh captain america movie first avenger um she watches steven uh, steve rogers transformation into captain america from like the upper deck viewing area but in what if she decides that she's going to watch from the floor instead and um, that causes a you know chain reaction of events that ends up making her uh you know, Captain America instead, or Captain Carter. Um, so it was a very small choice of hers, you know, just deciding where to view it from. And because she was in a different location, she was able to act, um, whereas she wouldn't have been able to on the balcony level and cause that I, whole series of events. I did, after watching it a second time, I did have a kind of a interesting question about that whole one decision she made mm -hmm. um, where they asked her, um, if she'd be feel more comfortable in the watching from the viewing area upstairs, and she said no, that she wanted to view it downstairs in the actual open area and everything. But like, how did I was always I was kind of wondering like, how did her choice influence everyone else that was supposed to be in the viewing area? Well, like, I mean, I guess know, I mean I guess they people being like, yeah, hey, yeah, you know if what? she's gonna Maybe be I down here. Go. Exactly, I might she as well be down here too. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> 
Or they would have been like, ooh, she likes this guy. <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's just like... Being sheeple following yeah, her, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I guess uh, I guess she took lead. And uh, I mean, she did have a very um, commanding presence too, so... Yeah, she does. But, uh, for you. I know, right? But still, yeah, that one choice caused a completely different outcome. Yeah, so... In case you were unclear, when the new universe began, it was the moment that she decided to go on the floor. That's when mm-hmm. that's when the new universe was created. Um, and in addition to that, we ended up getting the Hydra Stopper, which did <laughs> not exist in uh, the 616 universe. Nope, it did not. It's piloted by Steve Rogers, so he's still able to uh, to do stuff to, he uh, is. to fight the Nazis. <laughs> But, yeah, um, despite the Nazis, he's still able, and he's still skinny, scrawny Steve. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so. yeah, and I, yeah, I have my own uh, gripes with that because I mean, he wasn't able to get in the military because he's got all these medical conditions and how I, I was thinking the I same thing. Like, I was like, I was like, so because he didn't get become the super soldier, does they just <laughs> kick him out? <laughs> like, like he really doesn't qualify. Unless he became the super soldier, and I guess... Well, it's not so much about qualifying. It's more that I question whether he could physically do it, you know? Well, that's the thing, like, like... he's moving really fast in here. I feel like he would pass out going at certain but he speeds. Did, and, yeah, but like, when he lands smart. and hits the ground, the ground, like, I feel like it would destroy his joints, and he would just, like, you know... Well, yeah, just there's that. There is that. And just, like, not be able to do it. That's that's my gripe with it. Well, yeah, he is pretty frail, and to put him in this massive thing i i honestly thought like the first time watching it like when like i don't want to ruin anything but like when he uh gets caught in the avalanche and everything i was like all right the suit might be good but i don't think steve's gonna make it out of this one exactly yeah he gets into some pretty heavy he's so skinny and so frail that you know the suit might be indestructible or whatever. It's just like, but the pilot inside is pretty fragile. Yeah. It's I like mean, putting he's a... asthmatic. He's got, you know, I don't know all of his conditions, but he's got tons yeah, of he, medical conditions. In, and... in the movie, uh, Captain America, he failed, I think, four times. It was more than that. He failed a lot. I think. Uh, was it? I think he. I thought it was several digits, but maybe I'm remembering wrong. No, I think he. Because. I think it was his fifth time applying, and uh, he he applied in five different states, <laughs> and then it went from like a five F to a one A because <laughs> it's five failures, one approval. So, but yeah, so interesting, very interesting. Uh, yeah, I looked it up. You're right. <clears throat> yeah, and it also changes the course of like. Does this also change the course of Bucky's future? Like we don't know <laughs> in this episode. Right. Like, what what's gonna happen? Yeah, I mean, it's presumed that he was taken by Hydra at the end of the series. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, maybe Bucky wasn't. Very likely, Bucky wasn't because he basically fell in the way that uh, Bucky did in the Captain America movie. So right and but so and then definitely and so they did have, they made the joke we, in there hey we don't have falcon and the winter soldier in this alternate universe i know that's what i was thinking i was like <laughs> in this alternate universe we don't get the falcon we don't get the winter soldier 
uh, well, team up. Well, we get Falcon probably. We could maybe, um, but I, I'm more it, referring it to the show. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. There's it's not, but not a fan of that show. Hmm. Anyway. I wasn't a fan of that show as much either. But, but still, like they made the little joke in the in the episode where or Buggy's like, "You almost ripped my arm off." <laughs> it's just like, oh, <laughs> nice placement there. Good placement. Um, yep. But like it's like poking fun at what reality should have been, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. well, but yeah, there's subtle little jokes in there. Yep. Solid. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> so another example we get. Uh, we get the Guardians of the Multiverse. So this happens because of the. Uh, um, the events that took place leading up to Ultron winning, and they really brush over that. They don't really say how it happened. They just say that Ultron won, like he achieved his goal. Whereas in Earth Six One Six, obviously he was stopped, and we mm-hmm. got Vision instead. But in this universe, he succeeded. Who knows why? It could have been a you know a whole series of events that led up to it, but they don't tell us. But anyway, it led to uh, Infinity Stone, Ultron. Um, because Ultron won, he was more powerful. And then when Thanos showed up, he just immediately destroyed him and uh, got all the Infinity Stones for himself. And because um, the only one that was missing from Thanos at that point was the Mind Stone, which he already had. So he got the full Infinity Gauntlet as soon as Thanos showed up. And then he just destroyed all life in the universe very shortly after that. Mm. And eventually learned to travel the multiverse. And that was when. Uh, the Watcher broke his oath and formed the Guardians of the Multiverse to stop him. Yep. So, who knows what the initial choice was in that universe. Could have been a, a big <laughs> one or a small one, but... That's true, yeah. Regardless, that one had a massive effect that affected the entire multiverse. Yeah. It's so interesting to think about um, with the whole creating of the Guardians of the Multiverse. Like, we can't tell whether it was a minor, minuscule event that happened that we led up to this or something big, you know. And that's what's really crazy about it. It's just like anything is possible that happened that can happen to create this point in time to lead to this. And it's just like, man. well, it's technically a whole series of decisions. <clears throat> like, well, we yeah, we don't know the one that uh, that caused Ultron exactly, but we right. get a, a separate story for everybody in this room, except for Gamora. But we're getting her story in season two. Right, right, yeah. Everybody has a, a separate story uh, in the season, except for Gamora, um, which is explained. Yes, um, but you know, it's really interesting to think about. You know. So yeah, like I said, Guardians of the Multiverse was formed to defeat Infinity Stone. Ultron, I already talked about that. I forgot I had this slide. So there he is <laughs> in all his glory with his army of robots behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> all right. So the entire point of talking about what if, um, you know, hopefully it gives you a little bit of a better understanding about how all these alternate timelines and universes and realities are formed should give you an idea of really the vastness of it because you know even the smallest choice you know it gave the example of you know turning a different direction down the street um can have just a massive 
impact and create an entire new universe. Um, I don't know anything about real life multiverse theory, but I'm pretty sure it's very similar logic. <laughs> mm. um, it would make sense. But, yeah. Because I mean, in, yeah, the one thing I do know about real life multiverse theory is that uh, there's infinite parallel universes. Right. So, I mean, it would make sense if it's if it's similar kind of logic. Yeah. Um, but again, I'm not an expert, so I'm not going to go into that any further. But yeah, so the examples that I gave um, and all the examples that we see on what if they're all from recent events and these nexus events can happen throughout all of time. Um, so, you know, just really think about that and how quickly and how easily these branches can form and you know that'll give you the an idea of how fast and endless the multiverse is and it's it's mm. continuously growing you know it never stops so um so that's the multiverse <clears throat> so if you can understand loki and what if when we talked about there you can pretty much understand everything else related to the multiverse because that's and that's why I wanted to talk about that part of it first because everything else really stems from there. Mm -hmm. So next, I want to talk about some of the terminology that they throw around throughout the MCU. Um, so specifically, we're going to talk about universes, realms, dimensions, timelines, realities, and time travel. Uh, so we'll go through all of those Um because they are not all that careful <laughs> with uh, using those terms. So we'll explain all that. They're very loose terms. <laughs> mm -hmm. So before we actually move on, Colin, I, I did have a question about timelines, actually. Um, so as you stated earlier, at the end of Loki, Sylvie kills Kang. Uh, and we start seeing all these different branches happening on the sacred timeline. Now, does what if... Do all those points, like those new branches of universes, happen after the fact that Kang is killed? Because so, you would yes think and that no. the TVA would be on top of these, resetting these universes. Right. So yes and no. Um, yes, it's after uh, Kang was killed because uh, the multiverse ceased to exist until sylvie killed him and then it was created again so uh so yes in that regard but also no because kang was killed at the end of time and <laughs> all the events that we're seeing in what if definitely happened well before that oh, point oh right so yes and no yeah it's <laughs> the best it's... answer i can give there yeah okay all right so i'm gonna start with timeline timelines and realities because those are the easiest to talk about mm -hmm. because they are the exact same thing um they may sound completely different but they're not uh they are the exact same thing they're also the exact same thing as universes so when they talk about the branching timelines in uh loki those are entirely new universes or entirely new realities that are created they're all the same thing the only real difference between them is context just because it might be a little bit easier to understand in certain situations um saying timeline versus reality versus universe <clears throat> but they're all the same thing so for example when you're talking about anything related to loki it's easier to talk about them 
as different timelines because that entire show is about time. But when you're talking about the paint universe from Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, <laughs> it can be a little unclear that you're talking about a different universe, different reality, if you refer to it as a timeline. So, um, and like I said, everything started from the sacred timeline. So these are all different timelines. This is just, you know, this branch probably occurred at a much, much earlier time in the sacred timeline to eventually result in the entire universe or at least the entire city being paint, right? So, mm. like I said, they're the same thing, just context matters. So it's, it's, that's why they throw the different terms around, but they're all, they're all the same thing. Mm. okay so yeah, hopefully that makes sense <laughs> it does to me but that's that's timelines and realities i guess i could have also thrown universes in here because like i said all three of them they're interchangeable right yeah <laughs> i hope we get more of the paint universe yeah me too that'd be good <laughs> <laughs> okay so next let's talk about realms and dimensions um so yeah. i separated these ones because they are not the same as um timelines and realities and universes uh so i grouped them because yet again these terms are interchangeable they mean yeah. the same thing um but like i said they're not the same as universes so a dimension is a portion of a reality within a specific universe and a realm is the same thing mm. so <clears throat> some examples that we've seen so far we've got the dark dimension we've got talo um and then the quantum realm, the astral dimension, ancestral realm, mirror dimension, and most recently, the newer dimension. Um, mm, yeah. So those are some of the examples that we've seen so far. And uh, <clears throat> I have gotten the question uh, as far as whether or not there is just one version of all these dimensions and realms throughout the entirety of the multiverse. And the answer is no. There are an infinite number of them, just like there's an infinite number of all the universes. So, right. <clears throat> because the realms and dimensions reside within those universes. So if there's infinite number of universes, there's infinite numbers of these dimensions and realms that reside within those universes. Right. And that doesn't mean every universe has all these realms. Right. I'm sure there's exceptions. But um, a good example uh, to kind of justify that explanation um would be from what if episode four so in that episode uh we saw dr strange um fighting dormammu and mm -hmm. that fight took place in the dark dimension and actually i have a slide for that yep there you go <laughs> i've mm -hmm. come to bargain so um Such a good scene you can clearly see if you're watching on youtube there's only one dr strange there if there was only one uh, dark dimension, there would be multiple dark Doctor Stranges here. At the very least, there would be two, like the one from 616 would be here mm. also, bargaining with Dormammu. But there's only one, uh, which means this is the dark dimension of that alternate universe, meaning there's more than one, so there's an infinite number. Um, so that's the best justification I could find. This is the only clear example that I see, and unfortunately, it's in What If, which you know some people consider to not be canon. I mean, obviously, it gave us Captain Carter, and Captain Carter was also in 
Baltimore's in madness. So it's it's still debatable. Yeah, it's at that point when they put it in the MCU. It's <laughs> yeah, like so. what was that? You didn't you said it wasn't canon? <laughs> <laughs> yep. But um but yeah, so this is the uh the only clear cut example that I've been able to find so far. Yeah. There might be more though. All right. So last we're gonna talk about time travel because it's probably the most confusing. And frankly, it kind of ruins Endgame, as in the movie doesn't work anymore, <laughs> if you really think about it. And I'll mm-hmm. explain why. But first, let's talk about how time travel works. So it's pretty much exactly what you think it is. You're traveling to a different point in time within your universe. However, the moment you arrive in the past, based on the rules laid out in Loki and what if, a new universe is instantly created. There's the universe where you, uh, where the time travelers were not in that universe. And then there's the universe where the time travelers were in that universe. So you immediately create a branch as soon as you travel to the past. And the universe that the time travelers are in, that's the new universe, not the universe that they were trying to travel to. So that's how it would work when you travel to the past. Right. But I thought about this a lot. Um, I'm pretty sure that it would not work that way when you travel to the future. So when you travel to the future, it would not actually create a new dimension. Or, sorry, not a new dimension, a new universe or a new timeline. The reason being, let's say, unfortunately, I don't have a um, graphic for this. I apologize for that. So you'll have to just listen <laughs> to my terrible voice and try to uh, imagine for yourselves um so let's imagine that you start in you know the year 2000 and you travel to the year 2010 mm-hmm. right um and you're in timeline one we'll call it mm-hmm. so in timeline one uh you know the version of you from 2000 just suddenly disappeared and then reappeared in 2010, there was nothing that happened in between that time that would have changed anything. You're just now in 2010 in that same timeline, timeline one. And then timeline two, the version where you never left 2000 never happened as far as we know. So there is no new universe created. But if you were to then travel back to 2000, then even if you were just to spend like a few seconds there, um, that would then create a new universe. But again, that's just traveling back to the past. And that's what I explained before. Um, Because in timeline one, you were never there to begin with. Like the future version of you was never there to begin with. Even if you're only a few seconds older, it's still the future version of you. Um, It's Hmm. not the best example necessarily, but hopefully that kind of gets the point across. So when you travel to the past, you're creating a different universe. But when you travel to the future, you're not. and I'm explaining that because that's necessary to understand why Endgame is broken. That's um, fair, but you can also theorize that if it's sound, it's definitely sound, but the moment that you travel to the future, like from 2000 to 2010, mm-hmm. everything leading up to 2010, that moment in time, nothing's changed, nothing's caused the universe, new universe to happen. But should you do anything that changes that future 
that creates a new universe, would it not? No. no. So if you you're, like, you're you're part of that universe, you never left it. Oh right, but if you so like, like you're saying if you did anything in 2010, change yeah, something if you like did anything in 2010 that would have changed what should have happened to the 2010 well, version. Yeah, I mean, if you made a choice that was different right. than the choice that you would right. have otherwise like, made in 2010, like you're, you're just, sure, yeah. there could be normal branches, but I'm, I'm talking about just the fact that you exist in just, 2010. Just showing up doesn't <clears throat> yeah, create that wouldn't That yeah. wouldn't change it. You actually have to do something to change well, the future. Well, yeah, but... But yeah, but yeah, I get what you're talking about. Because when like you travel to the back, past, just the fact that you exist. Yeah, just like the fact that, that, that you creates, exist because you didn't exist in that timeline before, but you already existed in timeline one in the example I gave. Yeah. So when you travel to the future, you've always been there. You just, mm -hmm. you know, you're, because like you're at a point in time that has never been with or without you before. Right. I don't know if I explained that well enough, but no, I get you're that. not, you're not like doing something that the universe doesn't it's expect. Not intended. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was I like, it, it knew you were coming, you know? Yeah, I guess yeah, it's yeah. kind of a way to think about it. Right. Whereas the other universe, everything already happened. It was set in stone, and then suddenly you appeared, so then a branch had to occur to, like, mm -hmm. counteract your presence. Right. So that's uh, hopefully that makes sense. Um, even So even if you disagree with my interpretation of uh, traveling to the future, um, I think it's pretty clear-cut. Uh, with everything that happens in Loki and what if that when you travel to yeah. the past definitively there's another universe created and that's that's the only part that's critical for understanding why Endgame doesn't work um, but I'm going to talk about the future part as well but it's not necessary mm. <laughs> it also makes sense as to which how... to be to be um, honest it makes me a little sad that Endgame doesn't work because yeah. it's my favorite movie of all time so I don't like it is, debunking it it is very sad but I have to um but like um and we already know what happens after the events of endgame at least for that six that new universe that was created we already know that 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 universe has been pruned <laughs> all right um so before i continue with why endgame is broken i want to be clear uh about something real quick so that big explanation i just gave about time travel about um you know, the new universe being created in the past and not creating a new universe when you go in the future. Uh, that's never been clearly, I, I guess, definitively stated or confirmed anywhere that I can think of. Um, mm -hmm. But based on the rules they laid out in Loki and what if, that's definitely how it should work. Again, the future part is a little bit debatable. I'm still honestly a tiny bit unsure myself, but I've thought about it a lot, so I'm pretty sure it's right. Um, but the past part, traveling to the past, creating a new universe, that definitely is how it should work based on those shows. So anyway, hopefully we're all on board with that understanding that. So here is why Endgame doesn't work. <clears throat> so it's laid out. We'll assume the Avengers started... Um, I think I have a slide for this. Hooray. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll assume the Avengers started in Universe 616. Uh, so I've got, for anybody listening, I've got a picture of the sacred timeline branching, but I have labels with it this time to, <laughs> to help with my uh, example here. So we'll assume the Avengers started in Universe 616. 
because that's what's always been kind of assumed and mm-hmm. kind kind of recently explained. Uh, although maybe not, and I'll get into that. Um, so we assume they start in universe six one six, and uh, as soon as Team One travels to New York, they're creating a branch in the timeline at that point in time. Um, when they arrive in New York. Uh, which again is what I was explaining before. As soon as they travel to the past, they're creating a branch. Um, and that's uh, what I'm calling on the slide here, universe 617, mm-hmm. right? And then you've got team two showing up in Asgard and we're calling that universe 618. And then you've got team three showing up on Morag mm-hmm. and we're going to call that universe 619, right? So based on the way Loki works, they came at three different times. So each time they arrived in Universe 616, they were in Universe 616 for like a split second. But then it became, well, I guess they technically were never in it. So like an instant before they arrived, (laughs) there was Universe 616, but they never actually came into the universe. They came into the branched universe. Um, Anyway, semantics. (laughs) Um, But so you've got all these three different universes and then they grab the infinity stones and then they travel back to the future. So team one travels back to universe 617, team two travels back to universe 618, and team three travels back to universe 619. So obviously that's a problem because they're not actually going to meet up like they did in the movie. Um, So right away you can see that it's just broken. And it would be broken for another reason here, too. Uh, I don't know if everybody knows this, but the Infinity Stones, and this is uh, kind of touched on in Loki. I think they more just hint at it. They never actually yeah, they really say hint it. at it. They don't, they don't flat out say it. Yeah, the Infinity Stones don't work, um, except in the universe that they're from. So if this team gets Infinity Stones from Universe 617, this one gets from 618, this one gets from 619, they're not going to be able to use them together um even if they did somehow man up managed to end up in the same universe they wouldn't be able to use them all together and they wouldn't be able to do the snap to bring everybody back so that's another reason that it would not work now let's be generous and say (laughs) that um actually somehow and i guess you could maybe write this off and say that somehow they ended up in the same universe so even though they traveled at different times, uh, years apart, somehow they all made it to universe 617. And again, there's no question they're not in the same universe anymore because they traveled to the past, so that immediately creates a branch of the timeline. They're in a universe. We'll call it 617. And this is... <laughs> I labeled this slide uh, endgame slightly broken. Again, just being generous yeah. and allowing a little leeway. And part of that is because uh, this movie endgame came out before loki before they had you know settled on a firm set of rules for all this stuff and you know for that reason i can forgive them a little you know it's 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 fine they didn't have all this established they didn't have it all planned out as much as we like to think that you know the mcu has everything planned out you know decades ahead of time um they they don't they they have you know some of the higher level stuff figured out ahead of time but they don't have all these nuanced details figured out so that's why there are still some issues like this 
And it took me a long time to realize that there was this problem with end games. So, you know, props to them. They hit it well. But if you really take the time to think about it, it doesn't work. But anyway, back to my example. Um, so being generous, uh, all the teams ended up in universe 617. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then when they travel to the future, uh, again, based on my example, they're going to be in universe uh, 617. And we can cheat a little bit and say they're in universe 616 right let's let's see what happens if we cheat so like we said the infinity stones only work in the universe where they were taken from so if they were taken from universe 617 they would not be able to use them in universe 616 so they would just lose to thanos um so in that way it doesn't work and then in the other example um and this you know if they want to cheat a little bit and say that this is the actual reason uh like this is what makes everything work um, this is the one path that I could see here that does kind of actually work. Um, and that's if they travel to the future and they end up back in universe 617, um, then they would be able to use the Infinity Stones because they're in the same universe where they got them from. They would be able to bring everybody back. However, rip universe 616 because <laughs> the Avengers did not go back to universe 616. So the Avengers are gone. Half the universe is still gone. They're still snapped out of existence. And the new Sacred Timeline, the new Avengers uh, roster, they're in Universe 617 now. They probably didn't realize it, but they're they're in the wrong universe. Um, And, you know, it makes sense that it would be identical. But, But yeah, they're not in the same universe that they started in. So the original universe... They just got, you know, kind of left behind, left out to try. Um, so, so, so in theory, with this theory, Marvel kind of messed up. Then, um, they definitely did. It's just a question of, of which madness, path are they going to take here? Well, you know? even so, like with multiverse of madness, they um, <clears throat> they distinctly say that our Stephen Strange that we follow along in that movie is from Earth 616. And that's what I was going to say. My example here was intentionally kind of misleading. So I say they started in 616 and 617, but if this is, you know, the explanation that they're going with, mm-hmm. then I think more realistically, they started in, you know, Earth whatever, and they ended in Earth 616. So yeah, that's that, that would make sense. Like they started in Earth like 613, and all the events, well, if you're if we're going by Endgame slightly broken, then they would have been like Earth six one five. You know, this would actually make everything work that I've heard about because there was this like book that was released a while ago, and um, it was like two thousand ten when the first Iron Man movie came out, and mm-hmm. they were saying I think they just like picked a number at random, but this would actually make that work because it was like universe like nine 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 or something. I think it was just a placeholder, but, mm-hmm. you know, they had some, like, weird number for the universe, and, you know, if that's the universe that they were in in 2010, and then this is how <clears throat> the events actually played out, then, you know, being 616 now would make sense. Um, it doesn't necessarily follow the sacred timeline logic, but, you know, if this is what happened, maybe Kang intended for there to be a branch in the timeline 
and he just had his TVA prune the sacred timeline to okay. allow the branch to be the new sacred timeline. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's possible. It's a little goofy. Uh, it does kind of work and fix a lot of stuff, but at the same time, it's cheating a little bit. Yeah. I think. But time traveling is confusing. So, <laughs> it is. It is confusing. And I, one thing that I thought about when, um, when it came to time traveling and multiverse travel, um, I had actually theorized that maybe uh, Tony Stark uh, figured out multiverse travel and time travel as one and the same uh, when he created those um, those bracelets, basically. When he said, I created a nifty little GPS uh, so we can navigate through through the quantum realm to time travel and everything. What if in there, while he was in there, it's like, it's a nifty little GPS tracker. I'm like, GPS for what? It's just like, for the multiverse? <laughs> Is it a multiverse GPS tracker? Because that would have been really cool. But I doubt it. Well, it's, yeah, I mean, it's for navigating your way around the quantum realm. Yeah. Um, but that's something that I'm not sure about, as far as I understand it, because quantum realm, like we were talking about before, the realms and dimensions, they're just, you know, extensions of the universe that we're in right right um so you know based on that logic you're moving from one part of your universe to another part of your universe you know like a different mm. time in it so i think the quantum realm is strictly for time travel i don't think it's for traveling between universes but i could be wrong that's right so that's something i'm not sure about i'm sure we'll get an answer about it but what if soonish um... But what if using manipulating the quantum realm to time travel is like a loophole for branches? Because we've noticed that like whenever, like in Loki, whenever things branch off, it's because something happens, like a variant goes off and does something in a different timeline. How they get there is like they've used so far from what we've seen in time traveling is that they use the the TVA technology to to cause branches to happen, or something happens, you know, something like as far as we can tell, all the branches were created by one variant, as far as the ones that were happening in the in the series, but they were just using, like, just they were using a device that was created by the TVA to time travel. They weren't using well, the quantum realm. It was created by Kang. And, well, created um... by Kang. And but like a theory that Kang, the reason that this is a sacred timeline is because it uh, forced Tony to create the time traveling device, which Kang later stole and, you know, improved upon. Yeah, that's fair. So, you know, Kang made it so that it was able to not only travel uh, in time, but also uh, between universes. Mm. So that's my understanding, at least, but that's not confirmed. That's more of a theory at this gotcha. point. Okay. But speaking of somebody being aware of uh, the multiverse and being able to um, traverse the multiverse, I have a Mr. theory. Rogers. Um, so old man, <laughs> Captain America, multiverse traveler. Won't so be my neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> so my theory here is that Captain America found out how to travel the multiverse. And this all ties back into how time traveling and uh, the creation of new branches in the timeline work. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you think about uh, everything that we've talked about up to this point, how time travel works, when you travel back in time, it creates a new branch. Um, so Captain America attempted to go back to uh, Universe 616 to return the stones, right? But he wound up in Universe uh, you know, 617 uh, because of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Although... I don't think it actually would have been Universe 617. I was going to say, it wouldn't be Universe 617 at that point. Yeah. He would have created it would be a like whole new six, branch. You know, 615 or 6, 620 or whatever. Yeah, it would have been a whole new branch. So moment, he wouldn't yeah. have been in the universe that he was trying to get to. So if he wanted to go to the correct universe to return, um, you know, the time... Was it the time stone? Well, he was returning... Like in New York... Yeah, so that was the time stone that was given to him by the Sorcerer Supreme, by the Ancient One. Yeah. So if he was trying to get, like, in order, uh, the time stone was the first one. So if he was trying to return that, he would have been in the wrong universe. And if he wanted to get to the correct universe, he would, he would have, have to, to travel, travel the, the multiverse. multiverse. So he would need America Chavez or some other way, some other means to travel the multiverse. Mm. Look at this smug face. You can, you can just tell he did it. He just doesn't yeah. want to tell anybody. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and it kind of leads up to when when Falcon like asks, he's like, "You want to want to talk about it?" And he's you like, talk no, about it? "Nope, no, I don't really do. <laughs> I've seen things that you just can't comprehend." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and no, honestly, I was gonna say that too because uh, yeah, I mean, he he was specifically talking about Peggy. He didn't want to talk right, about right. her, but yeah, I mean, I imagine he doesn't want to talk about any of the events that took place because. Mm-hmm. He learned to travel the multiverse and with great power comes great responsibility. He doesn't want to share that knowledge because he doesn't right. want people to be able to travel the multiverse because it's a very powerful thing. It would be very dangerous in the wrong hands. Not that the Avengers are the wrong hands, but he doesn't want it in anybody else's hands because that would be, you know, potentially disastrous for the multiverse. So, so that's why I think he didn't tell anybody. But yeah, I mean, that, that basic explanation they gave about being in the wrong universe because, I mean, he had to travel multiple times in time. Yeah. Like we were talking about before, there were probably three different universes that were created. Because then he um, had to go back to the Asgard universe to to give Mjolnir back. Yeah, so he would have had to do it multiple times. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like I was talking about, um, if he did, in fact, return all the stones like he claimed he did, and capital lie. So... If he says he returned him, I believe him. So the only way that he could have done it is if he traveled the multiverse. And he would have had to do it multiple times um, to get to all the different universes that were created when they took the, excuse me, Infinity Stones. So um, that's evidence one, that he knows how to travel the multiverse and can move between different universes. Uh, So evidence two, how did he get to that bench? Yeah. So yes. that's that's question, you know, simple enough question. Well, he he met Peggy, he stuck around, and then he got old and got to that bench. But if you really think about it, that doesn't make sense. Because even if you ignore the fact that, you know, when you uh, travel to the past, you create a different universe, all that. In this universe, uh, universe 616, Peggy... Um, you know, met a different guy, married him, 
founded shield did all this stuff right mm -hmm. uh, that, that led up to over. everything that ended up happening like you know whole chain reaction of events mm -hmm. blah 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 so that's what happened in this universe in steve's universe the universe where he uh met peggy stayed with her grew old together you know she probably died off and then at that point <clears throat> you know he came back here and he got to the bench mm -hmm. that's a different universe like it has to be a clearly different a different universe because, because he also has a brand new shield does he? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because Thanos destroys his. Did he did he leave with a broken shield at the end? He didn't he didn't leave with a shield at all. Hmm. He left okay. with Mjolnir in one hand, that. and then I think he had a bag in the other with a which contained the, the infinity stones. Hmm. And he's okay. uh, he didn't have a shield that, at all. Because yeah, because Thanos cut that thing in half. And then he shows up on the bench with a brand new one. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good bag. point. Where did he get that shield? Exactly. Like, where did it come from? Like, if, like it, I mean, like, who made it? Because it, yeah. it must have been one of the Starks. The Starks made his shields for well, him. Well, it must have been his Tony, uh, Tony's Tony made dad. him one of the shields, and Tony's dad made him the other shield. Tony's dad made him the first shield. Yeah. And, and then Tony made him the, the one that he had in Endgame. Did he? <clears throat> I yeah. thought he just gave it back. Uh, No. Uh, he made it for him. He said, you know, actually, wait. Mm. Because he took it, he, Steve dropped it on the ground at the end of yeah, Civil War. In Civil War, he said, you don't deserve like, that shield. Yeah, Tony yeah. was like, my father made you that shield. You, you don't, don't deserve, deserve it. it. Yep, yep. And so okay. he left it no, behind. Right. And then, um, and then when Tony he gave, gave it back to him, when he gave it back to him, he's like, "My dad made it." Else. Yeah, he's like, I, "My I father made it for, for you." <laughs> but he's like, "My dad made it for you." So uh, here, have a back. Okay, yeah, you're right. So maybe he didn't make it. Yeah. So um, Tony never but, made it. I mean, if anybody could pull it off, Tony it would be definitely could. It would be a start. <laughs> yeah, I mean, or he could have gotten it from uh, another universe. <laughs> another universe. I was gonna say Wakanda. Oh, that's um, true too. He could have gone to Wakanda, and, uh, and they could have made yeah. a vibranium shield. I mean, yeah. Um, but regardless, yeah, you're right. Uh, he he didn't have it. even if he had a shield with him, it was broken. Yeah, it was broken in half. So um, you would think that during Infinity War, definitely a different shield. Get this or shield, shield they would have mm -hmm. given him a, a same vibranium shield. <laughs> yep, yep. But but yeah, like so when he went back and he stayed with Peggy, I'm sure he developed a friendship with um. Oh, I can't remember Tony Stark's dad's name, uh, but he would Howard. He would have, Howard, yeah, he would definitely have uh, developed a friendship, um, with um with Howard, and they would have been. I mean, they already had friends. a friendship. They already Howard. had a friendship lead, yeah. going into it Howard to begin with. Shield in the first place. But um, yeah, and so it, it it would be. It would make sense because then, like after the war and everything, Captain America's not needed anymore because you know the war's over. And, you know, because of that new universe, a bunch of things can maybe don't happen because of him being there, you know? Yeah. So anyway, yeah, he's, uh, he's definitely in a different universe when he's yep. dancing with Peggy at yep. the end of the movie. I mean, you know, good for him for, for finally getting his dance. I'm happy for him, but yeah. he's hiding something. <laughs> he is. And and when, in when when exactly, like, in the point of time, did he show up on that log? Because like there's, they must have been out there setting up that platform and doing this and that, like mm -hmm. getting everything ready for him to go back in time. <laughs> yeah, 
He's just like chilling. And not He's gonna be like, they're gonna old be so surprised. On a log. <laughs> you know, it's like feeling, feeling like, so high and mighty. <laughs> I know, right? Just, just like, hey, just ignore the old man on the log right now. <laughs> and then all this, like, it's literally he, Steve disappears for like thirty seconds, and they look to the left or right, and they go. He's like, he's like, look, he's over on the on the log. When did he get there? Yeah. So yeah, yeah it, it's probably it's sitting there def- for hours. Just I waiting know, right? For, waiting for the time travel to start. Like, yeah, oh, they- showed up early. I guess I'll just. <laughs> Could you imagine like old birds. man, old man Steve, <laughs> just like hiding behind a tree, going, "Did did they do it yet?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, he has oh, to. Yeah. He has to be hiding something. Yeah. So somehow he made it back from that universe where he was able to live a full life with Peggy to this universe. They didn't tell us how, but it was definitely a different universe. There's no mm. way it could have been the same one. No way. Um, not only because of the rules of time travel that we talked about, but also just, you know, if you think about Peggy's life and the impact that she's had, it's mm-hmm. got to be a different universe. There's mm-hmm. absolutely no way it's the same universe. Um. Anyway, so that is why Captain America is a multiverse traveler, and yeah, uh, I don't know if they'll ever admit to that <laughs> or do anything with that. I mean, I really hope they do. I want to see the adventures of Captain America returning to Time Stones, and maybe he like realized he was in the wrong universe very quickly, and then you know met up with Peggy. He's like. Well, failed my mission, but at least I made it for my dance. Then he just mm. hangs out with her for 20 years. Then he finally decides, all right, I can't give up. I need to find a way to, right. to go to the right universe. And then he starts talking yeah, to the it, ancient one, and dot, 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 dot. Yeah, and that's like the thing. It's like while he maybe he gets to like maybe the first stop he does is um like I can imagine that the first stop he does is probably the the military base that when they went back in time to take the tesseract and um the other stone from the military base mm-hmm. um because he he sees Peggy there but it wasn't another stone it was the pin particles oh the pin particles uh, it was the tesseract and the pin particles right um so he he's obviously in her office and he's like watching from this office looking at Peggy and I'm pretty sure that's the first place he goes back to. I mean, he wants to see Peggy again, I'm pretty sure. Um, but then once he gets there, he realizes that he's probably not in the right universe again, like you said, and he can't figure out how to go there. So he probably goes, I'm here. Peggy's here. Uh, I guess this is my life now. And then yeah, some, he somewhere along he the line, tried to return the stone, and the stone would have already yeah. been there. And he was like, right. "Wait a minute, what's going on here?" Right, and I'm pretty sure he would have just been like, "This is my life now." And then later on, after like being friends with Howard Stark for so long, like Howard starts talking to him about like probably like multiverse theory and stuff like that too. And then he's just like, <laughs> "Well, I gotta." If that's the case, I gotta figure out how to get to the other. Oh, universe. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about the other Howard for a second there. Not nah, oh Howard the Duck. <laughs> Howard. Because I mean Howard Howard the Duck is a multiverse traveler. He is a multiverse traveler. Could you imagine if he just showed up and he's just like, I'll I'll take you to the right universe, kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean with a martini. Fact, in we did an episode about Howard the Duck. He's actually a genius. Like 
Oh um, yeah, he Richard is, Reed level genius. Yep, he is Richard Reed level genius. He's just lazy and he doesn't he doesn't oh, want yeah. to put any effort in, but he's actually really smart. It's it's like they also touch base on it in the second episode of What If, where <laughs> where like T'Challa's asking him where the, this um where this thing is in the collector's collection, mm. and he's giving him the exact direction. He's like Very he's like if you go past this, then you've gone too far. He's like don't pay attention to this because it's just not worth it. Yeah. And T'Challa's just like you know what, just take me there. <laughs> and then he yep. stops at a bar because he's just like happy hour started. <laughs> so Little yeah. Howard is he is definitely smart, really smart. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, anyway, what else we got? All right. So the last thing that we haven't talked about incursions. The incursions. And this is really important for the events to come. Mm-hmm. Um. So, an incursion occurs when the boundary between two universes erodes and they collide destroying one or both entirely. And that's verbatim how Richard Reed explained it in Mm -hmm. Multiverse of Madness. So there was a lot of talk about incursions in that movie. And the shot that I've got on the screen here, of course, is from Multiverse of Madness. Mm -hmm. It's just showing, you know, what what an incursion looks like when the reality starts falling apart because it's, um, because the incursion has happened. Right. So... There are incursions in that movie, and they talk about it a lot. There's also a near incursion in Spider-Man No Way Home, when they've got all those uh, different, like, the infinite number of beings trying to, like, come into the universe that almost causes an incursion. Um, And uh, this part's going to be a spoiler about something coming out in the future. So if you don't want to hear, fast forward, you know, 30... 30 seconds to a minute <laughs> they recently announced the final movie of phase six um so if you don't want to hear it <laughs> come back in a minute uh so it's called avengers secret wars and if you know anything about the comic uh the comics it's basically uh, a big multiversal war with the universes coming together and uh like forming one mega universe and big battle going on etc etc so incursions are definitely going to be a big theme leading up to that um so yeah definitely expect a lot more of that to come and yeah that's that's pretty much all i have to say on incursions yeah i think that's my last slide i think that is but incursions are going to play a real big part going forward into the mcu here Mm -hmm. i don't know um one other thing is um incursions usually uh last eight hours <laughs> like when the is that for the comics yeah yeah um oh. the incursion is a from what it says um here it says the incursion is the name given to the period of time in which two earths collide and last exactly eight hours exactly uh, the <laughs> Exactly eight hours. Yeah, it says here exactly eight hours. The first incursion happened uh, seven years after the first Molecule Man was killed. Interesting. Uh, so the, it says here, throughout the duration of an incursion, there is a short period of harmonic al- alignment, which allows both Earths to exist next to each other without any detrimental effect. 
Okay. And then after eight hours, both thirds are obliterated. Okay. So, um, I don't have any more slides, but there are a few more things I wanted to mention. I'll just go through them real quick because we've gone kind of long here. Mm -hmm. So, there are some characters and things in the multiverse um, that are unique. Like, there's only one of them in the entire multiverse, which, uh, you know, if you think about it, and it's it's said often for pretty much everything there's an infinite number of them like there's an infinite number of spider-man in the universe there's an infinite number of me and you and just everything every person place and object there's an infinite number of them in the universe um <clears throat> but the few exceptions to that rule uh so we've got the living tribunal um so he's one of the most well, i don't i don't know if it's a he she or what mm. But the yeah. Living Tribunal, there is only one of that in the universe. Um, we have seen it. Uh, we haven't seen it actually do anything. Mm -hmm. But uh, we've seen it in Multiverse of Madness. And I think it was also shown in the first Doctor Strange movie. And possibly What If. I can't remember exactly. But we've we've seen it at least a couple times at this point. Right. Um, and I think there was a statue of the Living Tribunal as well in uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. So, oh yeah, I think there was. So we have seen it. Um, so I'm assuming he's coming if they keep hinting at him, but we'll see. And then um, we got America Chavez. So that one's not confirmed yet, <laughs> but she travels the multiverse. You know, she has a multiversal ability. So it kind of makes sense that there would only be one of her. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, that would be kind of chaotic. You know, that would with be. an infinite number of her running around. Just um, opening portals to different universes. Mm -hmm. Especially if they decide to roam around as a pack. Right, right. <laughs> it would definitely, it also would make the whole Multiverse of Madness movie like, like make no sense at all. Like mm -hmm. if there were multiple versions of her, why would why would they hunt her through all these different universes if there were other versions of her that they could just go after instead? Yeah, I mean, I would say that the she's the first one that was found and right, right. Scarlet yeah, Witch didn't think it would be that big of a deal to capture her. <laughs> I know, it's like she's just a girl. Yep. <laughs> a girl who can open portals. <clears throat> anyway, uh, another one that we learned about in Multiverse of Madness, the Book of Vishanti. Mm -hmm. so that's like the polar opposite of the uh dark hold it's like the good book instead of the bad book essentially and there's only <laughs> one of it in the entire multiverse mm -hmm. and then this one i couldn't confirm uh scarlet witch um based on how they talk about things in the movie and some research that i've done it seems like there might be only one scarlet witch in the entire multiverse I mean, there's definitely multiple Wanda Maximoffs. There's an infinite number of her, but I think there's only one actual full-blown Scarlet Witch in the entire multiverse, but I could definitely be wrong about that. So I know in the comics, there's like different versions of Scarlet Witch. Um, like mm. I said, I, I could not confirm this. I've seen people that think both ways about it, so I'm not really sure which is right but mm. she might be the only one 
So if Scarlet Witch is coming back, it would have to be the version from Earth 616, if I'm right about that. But we'll see. Right. I'm seeing here that it says that there were three Scarlet Witches that teamed up at one point in the comics. Okay. Cool. Which is That would be pretty great to see on screen. I know. And it actually kind of, because like when you talk about like, there's only one Scarlet Witch and we all know what happened, at least for those of us who've, who've seen Multiverse of Madness. Um, we all know what ha- is going on with her. But like in an interview after Multiverse of Madness came out, uh, Elizabeth Olsen was talking about, like they were talking about what's next for her. And she's like, well, you know, never count the Scarlet Witch out. <laughs> and I was just like, mm-hmm. okay. Man, what a disappointing movie. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Where the heck was Vision? My I guess. know. <laughs> There's a pretty obvious miss there, so big miss there. Like, Whatever. Anyway, let's not let's you not know our opinions on the movie. Idea. We already <laughs> we, we, we already did that episode. <laughs> one, I think it was like a three hour episode, yeah. just ripping on the movie. Yeah. Um. So Vision is the least of the problems for that movie. Yeah, he is. He's definitely the most least. Anyway, back to the multiverse. Yes. Not, not the one of madness, but the, the good <laughs> one. The good one. The good multiverse. <laughs> so, um, characters that can travel between universes. So far, there's only one definitively confirmed, and that is America Chavez, mm-hmm. which we just mentioned. Um, so, we have Deadpool as our background um, mm-hmm. of this slideshow. Which is why I went back to the first slide. Hmm. Uh, cannot wait for Deadpool three. Um, so, as far as we understand it, he can't actually travel between universes. But because at the end of Deadpool two, he got this time traveling gizmo, so he's able to travel in time now. Um, but like we talked about, that's not the same thing. Although technically. Every time he does it, every time he goes to the past, at least, he's creating a new um, universe. And he's going to be pretty sad because, what was that guy's name they saved? Bob or something? Oh, yeah. Was it Bob? Bob. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Um, He was part of the X-Force. He was the only guy without any powers. I don't don't remember his name. I don't think it was Bob. It was something very, like, simple, though. Um, But anyway, he went back and saved him. But that was a different universe because of the way. And now that he's being incorporated into the MCU, um, I'm sorry, Deadpool, but your version of Bob is still dead. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> sorry, Deadpool. Sorry. <laughs> um, and that also means Green Lantern is still a thing. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's true, too. And the other Deadpool is also still a thing. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, all those uh, end credit scenes, they didn't really amount to much except for him venting and feeling good about himself. Basically, yeah. Yep. Um, Unless the time traveling device also allows him to travel between universes. Um, which means if, if that's the case, then Deadpool might be causing some incursions. He would be. <laughs> he would be. I mean, like, does he cause an incursion when he breaks the fourth wall? I mean, <laughs> it's, 
Yeah, is our universe going to collide with uh, the MCU soon? Maybe. Right. That would be pretty impressive to see on screen. Just the entire universe just like coming into our faces in 3D. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be really funny. Um... Anyway, so the other uh, universe traveler, um, not exactly, but the Illuminati. Um, so I rewatched it to see exactly how they explain it. They researched the multiverse, but it's never stated that they outright travel between uh, the different universes in the multiverse. Mm. Um, so it's unknown if they do. Somehow they're able to, you know, like view the re the other universes and find out about them. Um, but yeah, it's it's unclear if they're actually traveling between the universes or not. Um, I didn't rewatch the entire movie because I didn't want to. <laughs> um, but maybe they say it at some point. I missed it, so definitely let me know in the comments if uh, if I'm wrong there. But I don't I don't think they ever confirmed that they travel between universes. Um, so uh, there's a few other things I could talk about. You know, there's some other. Uh, multiverse stuff that happens. Oh, I guess, you know what? I am going to talk about a couple more things here. <laughs> Just because it'll be fun. Mm. Um, so, first of all, uh, like I mentioned at the beginning, there's some rule-breaking that um, MCU has done with their own rules about uh, traveling between universes and time travel and all that. So I already mentioned the big one with Endgame and how that entire uh, story arc just doesn't work uh, because they didn't follow their own time traveling universe traveling rules the other one that happened very recently was in miss marvel and i talked about it in our review of the episode it was the finale episode mm. when um kamala's great grandmother opened a portal in time to uh bring kamala through to help um to help guide her daughter which was Kamala's grandma to uh, to her father or you know, Kamala's great grandfather, um, and of course that wouldn't have been possible if because uh, basically the fact that Kamala was there to lead her uh, grandmother to her great grandfather saved her grandmother's life, and if she didn't do that, you know she probably never would have been born. And she wouldn't have been around to be able to travel back in time to save her. So it mm -hmm. just creates a whole time paradox. Um, so you know that that really upset me because that, that I I don't even know how to justify that or explain that because I've been thinking about it and thinking about it. Maybe there's a universe where you know her grandmother managed to make it to uh, her great grandfather without any help. Um, and then there was a version of Kamala that was created in that universe. And that version was pulled back in one of the timelines to like save her. And then that grandmother uh, like then had the story of the, um, uh, the stars like leading her to her great grandfather. And then that was the version of the grandma that we have in our universe. So, you know, it would take a couple of iterations to get there, mm -hmm. but even that, I don't think technically, works um just because you know creating all the branching timelines and everything that would have to take um take place in order for that stuff to actually 
work. I, I don't, I, I still don't think it'll be possible. I haven't actually like drawn it out to, uh, to try to convince myself one way or the other, but I, I don't think there's any way of making it work based on the rules um, that have been laid out by Loki mm. and what if, uh, like we've been talking about this whole episode. So, you know, I've been really upset about that <laughs> ever since I saw it. Cause uh, it just seemed like they were going for like, you know, the shock of it, the like, you know, whoa, that's a really cool twist. And they didn't really think right. it through. And like, it was yeah. also the thing that the entire season was leading up to. And it was just really disappointing and not nearly as dramatic and cool right. as it should have been given yeah. how much lead up there was. And, and you know, we, if they follow the rules and everything to what they've laid, laid out in Loki and everything, by the time Kamala returned from her so-called time travel or like the moment like the moment she leaves or however whichever one you want to choose you would just you would think that the tva would be there to to reset the timeline because you know now a branch has formed and yeah yet, there's that too and yet they're nowhere to be found and it's just like oh well <laughs> no well we're assuming all this stuff happened after kang yeah, that's what I was assuming. Like, cause like at the end, of, like at the end of Kang, you know, you have all those branches coming out, and then back at the TVA, you know, they're like the branches are still happening, but it's like everybody's doesn't know what's going on. Nobody has any recollection of what's going on or how anything came, like came about, and like it was like it was a little confusing at first, but then when they realized like. Now instead of statues of the time, timekeepers or time wizards, I don't know what they call timekeepers. I thought they were timekeepers, but I think Loki called them time, time uh, wizards, or something, wizards like or something like that. Um, and it's the statue of Kang instead. It's like, oh, okay. So basically, it reset, and all these things are happening at the same time. <laughs> right. Um, and now that you mentioned that, you reminded me of something that I wanted to talk about with the TVA. So they never told us, and I mentioned this before, they never told us where the TVA is. Um, There are some fan theories that it might be in the quantum realm um, because it's outside of, you know, time and space. And like I was saying, I'm still not entirely sure how the um, quantum realm works. If you're able to travel in time, like obviously you can travel in time um, through the quantum realm. I just don't know if you can travel between universes and it's not really, it's not really clear yet. It looks, it's like, the TVA is, like you said, outside of the realm of time and space. Um, so it wouldn't, it, it's kind of like, I, I kind of picture that the TVA is like at the beginning of time, like it, in like a, a void that's at the beginning of the time. Because as, as we get to the season finale, we find out like, they're talking about oh well what's beyond the end of time and then that's where that void area is like where do they go when they get pruned and they're just like oh that exists beyond the end of time yeah i don't know and it's just like well if because they're like oh well it's not it's it's a place that doesn't adhere to the same rules because it's 
beyond the end of time. It's outside the realm of space and time. So it's kind of like something like that. Yeah. Um, so I had a, an observation that I actually just made today when I was doing research for this episode. If you watch the last minute of the finale episode, mm-hmm. there are two different versions of the TVA, um, which you might not notice it at first. But if you if you watch closely, there's definitely two different versions. So there's the version um, that we've had all season um, with uh, what are their names? Agent B-15 and what's Owen Wilson's character's name? I'm having trouble remembering. Oh, uh, he had um, Mobius. Mobius, yeah. That, I was thinking Morbius and I was like... I, I was thinking it too, but I was no. like... <laughs> Don't say it. Don't, Don't say it. Him. It's one and... letter. One letter keeping him... <laughs> <laughs> so anyway... Yeah, one letter separating disaster from greatness. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, Mobius and Agent B15. Uh so you see them uh looking at the monitor, and the monitor has the sacred timeline that's starting to branch. And they I don't remember exactly what they say. It's something to the effect of, well, we did it, you know, we succeeded. Um yeah. There's nothing that can be done about it now. Blah blah blah. I don't I don't remember exactly what they say, but it's clear that those are the two um Mobius and Agent B15s that we've been with all season. You know, right. this was part of their mission. They were satisfied that it was completed. Um, and then we go to Loki, and then he finds Mobius and Agent B15 in a different part of the building. Um in that library archive area. In the library archive. And those two are not the same Agent B-15 that's and what Mobius. I, yeah, that's what I you was talking about. You can tell from about, what they're like, saying. But you can also tell because Mobius has no recollection of who he is. Yeah, there's that. But there's also the fact that they um, are confused about what's happening. Yeah. Like, like, the timeline's going out of control. What's happening? Do they um, Have you yeah. heard from him? Like, they, they don't know that something has happened. Um, and I guess technically the other Agent B-15 and Mobius um don't know that something's they happened to him yeah, either they but, but they they don't care they don't they don't want to follow the orders of whoever's leading anymore right because but the they, pair that we see at the very they, end they're still following orders they're right, still waiting to be told what to do versions are technically like awakened versions right. of themselves and yep. now the new ones that we see at the end are basically reset they've been reset back to their previous versions it's like going yep. from like 2.0 back to 1.0 yeah. <laughs> you know exactly. uh, so and yeah you know they're just like because the branches are happening and you see it on the screen and then all of a sudden it's like in an instant the change is made and Kang is on Sylvie kills Kang the change make, happens like instantaneous and now they're in a different part of the building and they're talking about the whole like the branches are still occurring that's like the one constant between the two different things that the branches are still occurring no matter what. And, but everyone's confused as to why, including Mobius and B-15. And I thought that was like, man, what are we going to see in season two? Yeah, so the reason I mentioned that, we know there's multiple versions of the TVA. There's right. the the one universe, which I'm pretty sure is still out there. Um, the universe that we've been following all season. 
and then there's the universe that Loki ends up in. Right. Um, so because there's more than one of them, that means it's not like some unique place, like there's only one of it in the multiverse. Right. So that that would kind of make sense though, for there to be more than one TVA, because otherwise, how would they be able to manage the entire multiverse? There would have to be more than one of them. But that to me makes makes me think that it's either a dimension or, or a realm. If you think about the uh, definitions that we were talking about before. Right. So I don't think there are other universes. I think there are other dimensions or realms, which kind of gives credence to the uh, theory that it might be in the quantum realm. Right. Fair. So it could be in the quantum realm. Um, I don't know. But uh, I think it's it's a dimension or a realm. I just don't know which one. Yeah. Um. And I've talked about this before, but I think Sakaar is also uh, located outside of time and space um, because of the way the time works on there. And there's a lot of evidence in that movie supporting that theory. And I, I don't remember which episode because was it the Thor Ragnarok? I think it was the Thor Ragnarok review episode that we did. Um, so if you want to hear my theory on that, it's a bit long winded, but it's in that episode. And I'm not sick in that one, so my voice is a lot more tolerable. <laughs> um, so, anyway, it seems like it's a dimension or a realm. Could be the quantum realm. Not sure yet. I feel like we're going to, you know, we're going to get an answer either during Quantumania or during Loki Season 2, so it won't be too long. Mm. Um, but all right, so that was that bit. And then I want to talk very briefly about Morbius, <laughs> just because okay. of the end credit scene. Right. It angered me. I'm pretty sure it angered Tim. <laughs> and, oh, movie angered me. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm pretty confident it angered a lot of people. Uh, so Morbius. Uh, well, I guess not him specifically, but Sony stole vulture from us which did not make any sense they completely broke the rules so <laughs> we were talking earlier about a couple of times when the mcu broke their own rules well sony broke them too mm. so the way that the spell in no way home worked at the end of the movie it sent everybody back to the universes where they came from except vulture <laughs> he was already in his correct universe and somehow he got sent into, that's right, the Sony Villainverse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so thank you, Sony, for stealing him, you jerks. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't get any of their own villains to work, so they had to steal one of ours. Go figure. Anyway, <clears throat> they never give any explanation as to why this happens, and it doesn't make sense. Like I said, uh, you know, it's sending him the wrong way. Nobody else was sent out of the universe like that. I mean, maybe there were others and maybe they'll explain it at some point. The only explanation, the only valid explanation I can think of, which they never said in Multiverse of Madness, maybe the spell went awry and it didn't go exactly as intended. Mm. But even with uh, Doctor Strange's original spell going awry, it still made sense, like the things that were happening, right. the you know the the glitches or whatever. Like, that still made sense. Everything was going in the intended direction, I guess. 
mm-hmm. but and somehow the spell that was allowed to happen normally without any modifications or tampering or anything that one sent vulture into the wrong universe and just doesn't make any sense um, no sense whatsoever so anyway a little bitter about that in case you can't tell <laughs> still bitter but it's fine mm, is it is it <laughs> um and we did bring up Howard once, but I will mention he is also a multiversal traveler. And we were talking about uh, the people that can travel between different universes. Um, he's done it, but it wasn't of his own free will. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a device that some scientists made in that movie that accidentally pulled him into the universe. Um, so, you know, they made that back in the 80s. so so the tech is uh out there but that was for pulling things into the universe not expelling them out but i'm sure it wouldn't be that big of a challenge to reverse it well they they said they were able to figure out how to reverse it but oh yeah that's right because they were gonna send howard back they were gonna send him back but then the um, i can't remember what what they're called um the the dark overlords or something like that yeah the dark overlords uh, they decided to use the machine to pull more of them down, and mm-hmm. which eventually destroyed the machine. And they're just like, "Oh well, I guess you're stuck here." <laughs> yep. And then they sang a song about it. And then yeah, and then he, <laughs> and they sang a song, and Howard became the most popular singer. Uh, yep. So yeah. Uh, um, let's see. I think that's about all I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um, well, I guess one more thing. It's just a random thing that happens that uh, they don't really explain well enough in the movie, in my opinion. In Infinity War, when Doctor Strange is looking at all the alternate outcomes of the coming conflict, mm-hmm. and he looks at, you know, several million of them or whatever. <clears throat> um. He doesn't say it explicitly. He just says he's looking at alternate futures, but I'm pretty sure he's looking at different universes. Mm-hmm. That That's all. I don't really have any evidence for it, but I'm pretty sure that's what he's doing. So he was looking in, you know, millions of different universes, and I've tried looking it up. I, I haven't really gotten a good answer on it. Um, But that's my theory, and I've talked about before how, you know, I think someday we'll be able to see the universe that was able to fend off Thanos in the same way that ours did. Because that was a universe that he saw and that was, you know, why he decided to give up the time stone. Ah, so yeah. So that's right. So he saw what happened in that universe, how they were able to do it. So he was like, that one particular point, I guess... The whole him giving the time stone over was the one thing that happened. That it wasn't it. just that because he had to, uh, you know, open portals to bring everybody to the fight as well. So it was those two things. The rest of them oh, were yeah, out of yeah. his hands because he was snapped. Because he was snapped, but like that's what started the whole thing of leading it up to where it needed to go was mm-hmm. him giving the time stone over. And you know, it was um, I I was amazed that wasn't brought up 
um, mm. and wasn't really addressed is because in Infinity War, um, he's looking at all these different futures per se, and we're like the theory is that he's looking at different universes, mm-hmm. and especially with the whole uh situation with Thanos, why in Multiverse of Madness when he goes to eight three eight, if he did look at over a million different universes against the fight of Thanos, he wouldn't have been he would have been more aware of like you think he would be like once he got to uh Earth eight three eight, he would have been like Yeah, I remember looking at this one. Um I remember what happened. Yeah, I don't need I don't exist anymore. Well uh, but yeah, yeah, that could be why he chose to not pick that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But my theory is that even though um, that universe was able to fend off Thanos, it was quickly pruned. <laughs> well, and uh... that's why <laughs> that's why Doctor Strange was like, "Well, can't pick that one." So he had to basically find. But if it was prickly pru- quickly pruned, then how was he able to go there in Multiverse of Madness if it didn't exist anymore? No, because Kang was killed. Oh, that's right. That happened before. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, think about this. Like when Kang was killed, that brought back the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and the Andrew yeah, Garfield yeah. Spider-Man. It's yeah, like, you yeah, know, yeah. it goes back in time. Yeah, as yeah, well as forward, yeah, so. yeah. I completely forgot about that. It's super confusing. So yeah, it, it understandable. is. It is, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just completely forgot about that bit. Um, oh yeah, that was my original theory that like he, even though he might have seen some other universes where they did defeat Thanos, um, mm-hmm. ultimately those universes ended up losing because they were pruned. Right, right. The TVA. Right. So Doctor Strange had to find one where it wasn't pruned. Yeah, it also kind of makes sense when he when they go to eight three eight. Well, when he sees uh, what's his name, the Sorcerer Supreme of that universe. Um, the vendor strange, um, the Doctor Strange Supreme. No, 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 no. The um, the guy with the dreads. Oh, um, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Carl Carl Mordo. Yeah, Mordo. Um, like <laughs> where he's like he's like, it's like no matter what universe he's in, he never trusts him. And he's just like it could be probably because he he already knows what's like he's not a good guy in any universe that he's in. Yeah, that could very well be the case. It's like it's like yeah, they got maybe they got pruned, and so he he probably just doesn't remember. Like he also looked like at a million different ones, so one sticking out in his mind is probably gonna take a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like that gut feeling he'll probably get. It's just like yeah, don't I don't trust this guy. <laughs> yep. Yep. But he doesn't go with his gut feeling. So. Yeah. I don't know. Because, I mean, he was just looking at that one conflict. He didn't see everything beyond it, necessarily. Right, right. He was just looking at the one conflict that led up to whether or not they won or lost and then move on. Yep. <laughs> like, going through, like, old newspapers. <laughs> it's like, nope. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I think that's everything I got. Yeah. So, <laughs> give my voice a, a break here. Indeed. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back for a quick outro. Thank you all so much for joining us. We love Marvel, so we could do this all day. But for now, we're going to call it a wrap, and I am going to give my 
voice arrest here because this has been a very challenging episode we hope you enjoyed it though if you did make sure to drop us a like rate us follow us share this with a friend all that good stuff you can find us all over the web links for everything are in the channel description and make sure to check out the polls on spotify we post new polls with every episode so we love to hear from you guys and join us next time we're going to be rating our top 10 marvel opening sequences so it's going to be a really fun one once again Thank you so much for tuning in. We love you all 3,000, and we hope you're all staying safe out there. Bye.